Welcome to Joel and the Boys Basketball Podcast. I'm Marcus Simmons, and today we're going to do something different. Uh, we're going to have an NFL 2023 draft uh, show, and it's going to be hosted by my cousin Steve Papp. Uh, we're going to do something. You know, it's a platform. You can use it however you want to. And uh, because Steven said he wanted to do an NFL draft board, so I said, why not? You know, we can do different things, and I expect us to do different um, different things as well on our podcast platform because I know once the playoffs start and some of the games get kind of short, I think we're going to do a lot of different um, different episodes and stuff. So this is one of them. And uh Right now, I guess I'll hand it over to my cousin Steve Papp. Y'all listen to him. He's got a lot of good info about the upcoming uh, current rookie players. Well, draftees, I should say. And also a little bit, he'll go into free agency. And also a little bit about uh, the stuff with Lamar in Baltimore. So I'll let Steven have it. Hey, everybody. This is Steven Papillon here on Joel and the Boys. Uh, today, we got a great special. We're going to do something new today. This is actually going to be one of the first times we go over football. Uh, this time, well, we're doing the 2023 NFL Draft. Uh, it's not going to be a mock draft. It's just going to be some things uh, that I feel like should happen in the NFL, should not happen in the NFL, what they did, the key points to guys the gms the scouts did hit and other key points they didn't hit i uh, hope y'all having a good day i definitely am uh, we're gonna jump right off to the punch uh with this uh quarterback situation uh you know we have carolina they just basically been in a quarterback bundle since uh cam newton left uh you had cam newton i think they tried a few guys after that the last guy they tried was baker mayfield uh they hear the number one pick acquired from the bears i believe and uh well we had a quite big surprise at the combine everybody know uh one of the top quarterbacks actually measured out to be only 510 uh we're gonna go with uh the kid from alabama well he only measured out to be 510 uh, we all know that the prototypical quarterback in the NFL, you typically want those guys around 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", and well, it just uh, sometimes it just doesn't pan out. Uh, now, who we did have that uh, basically uh, shocked me a tad bit, not too much, but... Uh, it was definitely something to see. It was the kid from Ohio State, C.J. Stroud. He looked pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good uh, on the ball this year. Uh, looked pretty, pretty well. Looked like he can make all NFL throws. We know uh, he puts up the big numbers, probably threw for 5,000 yards this year. Every, basically, every Ohio State quarterback is going to throw for uh, about four to 5,000 yards every year. It's just a no-brainer with how they offense work, the weapons around him. He does have some of the top elite receivers around him. But uh, so – Basically, I'm just going to go with, uh, we're just going to say that the Carolina Panthers should definitely go with uh, C.J. Stroud as the number one pick. Now, we did have a huge eye-opener with Anthony Richardson in the combine running a 4-4-3. It was a big shocker. Uh, we all know he has a couple of intangibles he could work on. Uh, let's say uh, more consistency in the pocket, accuracy. I mean, he does a lot of uh, flamboyant things in the on the college level. I mean, he even does it in the SEC, you know, which is probably the closest thing you're going to get to the NFL. So, I mean, 
he has a lot of upsides and a lot to wonder about, but they do have him going. Some people even got him going in the top 10, now top 15 in the draft. So, I mean, I had him lag coming in at, even after the end of the season before he ran a 4-4-3, though. I had him second round early, take a shot at him, see if he can really uh pan out to be a starter NFL quarterback, see if he can win you some games, get you to the playoffs. But uh, like I said, man, you're 6-3. Or six four, whatever size, how tall he is, he has good size, and you go out and run a four four three. Those things can change. Like I said, the hugest shock in the combine was finding out Bryce Young was only five ten and like one ninety to two hundred pounds. Uh, that's pretty small, man. You you see the Cardinals uh having a lot of problems with their quarterback situation right now. Uh, they they went with a shorter guy. I mean, the only short guy, well, I don't know if he's even 5'10". I think Drew Brees is like six foot tall. But the only short guy I know to win it all and to do it on a, on a high level uh, consistently was Drew Brees, you know. And, uh, I mean, hey, bro, 5'10", you got to see over. The shortest guy blocking for him is probably six foot two, six one, six three, you know, and the shortest guy coming at him is probably six foot on a good day, you know. So on average he's looking uh at you know, having to see over guys that are six foot two, six foot three. And hey man, that's that's pretty hard. I mean NFL's already hard enough, you know, and uh hopefully they'll figure that out because I remember uh earlier this year or well you could say earlier uh, last season DeAndre Hopkins looked at uh, his quarterback, man, and he asked Kyler, he said, hey, man, can you see? And I was like, well, I don't think he can, Hopkins. He's only 5'10". I mean, kudos to the Cardinals coach. He draws up a pretty good offense to hide that flaw. Uh, the Saints were pretty good at it, too. It's like some type of style of offense. It's like built off rhythm. A guy, you're just knowing that guy's going to be there because sometimes the quarterback just isn't going to see. You probably got a... Uh, Position these guys an extra yard or two behind the center. So, I mean, some type of seeing effect. I don't know. You know, I'm not an offensive coordinator, not a coach. You know, but I'm pretty sure it's something you got to do to, like, make up for that. Because, I mean, they're looking at – I mean, it's one thing you can't give a guy. You know, you can't – well, it's probably two things. It's the size and the speed, you know. Everything else is pretty coachable. Everything else should uh, play it out in the NFL. So, uh, we have uh, – I mean, nobody's uh, – Expecting uh for Carolina not to take a uh, quarterback, uh, the Bears definitely need to protect their quarterback at the uh, offensive line position. We have a bunch of no-brainer offensive linemen, defensive linemen, so we probably might not gonna get too much into that. Uh, Levi, uh, a lot of guys are wondering about the uh, the Kentucky kid. How do they feel about the Kentucky kid? Well, I'm kind of on the plus size with them. I actually have him. I think he could be a better thrower than Anthony Richardson. Like I said, I was pretty shocked. I knew Anthony Richardson was fast. But the difference between a 4-5, he looked like a good 4-5, 4-6 me in college. But the difference between running a 4-5 and 4-4 is uh, pretty drastic. So, I mean. I don't blame the guys for uh, moving them up on the board. Like I said, he, he gets some consistency in the throwing. And, uh, hey, man, you got a shot. Like I said, he went from second round to mid first round or a top 10 uh, or somewhere around there. And, hey, bro, you know, so kudos to Anthony Richardson. But like I said, the Kentucky kid uh, might be definitely worth giving a shot simply because I'm a uh, – that he's in the what I want to call a scorn, uh, 
SEC play. The SEC is the toughest conference to play in, and he has to do it, do it night in and night out. For some reason, everybody was a little bit surprised on how good Joe Burrow was. Well, I really wasn't surprised at all being that he had to play Alabama, Auburn Tigers, who else? Uh, Florida Gators, best Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, I mean, the, the easiest the easiest day he has on an eight-game stretch is probably Arkansas or Mississippi State. And we all know that's not no pushover. That's some hard-hitting football. And he was just able to go to the NFL. They put great talent around him and just succeed. So I'm going to go opposite. I mean, we've seen what happened to Max Duggan uh, and the TCU guys. You know, they got basically uh, – it happened again. Uh, Big 12 guys, they just can't compete with the SEC guys right now. Now, the ACC might come out and they might compete. They can win. But the Big 12 and the Pac-12, they are just not on the same level with these guys. So the kid from Kentucky has to go out and play against a guy like the Anderson kid from Alabama the branch kid from Alabama, he's probably playing against guys that are going. I mean, this is probably an off year for SEC defense. They probably have like five to ten, five to five or ten guys going in the first round. I mean, sometimes you're looking at like fifteen to twenty players from the SEC going first and second round, and we just playing defense alone. So, I mean, hey, give this kid a shot. He might surprise you, like, and just be great instantly like Joe Burrow. Maybe the uh, the arm strength will come. The arm strength is there. It should come along a little bit better. He should get stronger. He should get more uh, capable of playing on Sunday uh, Sunday nights and Sunday uh, afternoons. So, definitely, I'm, uh, I'm kind of high on the upside of the kid from Kentucky. I like him. I like what he does. I like these guys playing against competition. I mean, it's just this simple. Uh, you got the kid Bo Nix. He left Auburn. I mean, I'm going to just be honest. Some games he looked decent. Some games they were just stinking it up at the QB position when Bo Nix was there. He goes to the Pac-12 for Oregon, and they compete for a Pac-12 title. You know, uh, I think they lost out to USC and Utah this year. So, uh I mean, hey, uh, I tell I tell a lot of kids this uh, that I meet, that I know, that uh, I, I just ask them like, what y'all got against going against going to the? I mean, I'm not. I, I guess that they're, they're stuck on winning. I I'm we're in Louisiana. I ask a lot of these kids like, what y'all got against going to like California or Utah, Oregon, Oklahoma, uh. These Big 12, these Pac-12 schools where the competition just isn't so elite. And uh, they always tend to go to Roll Tide, LSU, or one of these neighboring SEC schools. So it's just something I never figured out. I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. I mean, I'm just be honest, man. Reggie Bush, the most electrifying running back probably in college history. Wouldn't have been too much of Reggie Bush if he was playing against those guys, those SEC guys, those Tyron Matthew defenses, uh, those C.J. Mosley defenses, they probably would have got to him a little bit better. But uh, we're going to go uh, from quarterbacks uh, to running backs. This will be pretty quick. 
Uh, you got about three running backs out right now. Uh, technically, to me, two of them uh, are definitely uh, first-round talents. It's the kid from Texas, Mr. Robinson. Uh, like I said, pretty good star running back. Uh, I'm not. I almost say he reminds me a little bit of Ezekiel Elliott, but he's probably not as talented as Ezekiel Elliott. He's probably like a notch, a tad bit under Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott. When I say that, I mean, hey, Ezekiel Elliott came in looking like an A plus rookie running back. This kid's probably like a grade A, B or B plus running back, which is not bad. Uh, he should come in. He should probably get you a thousand yards this year. Help carry a team. You got to beat. I don't think he's as good as Derrick Henry. I mean, he's probably not going to give you 2,000 yards every year. And, man, who cares if he gives, gives a guy 2,000 yards every year in this NFL? Uh, like I said, Derrick Henry on, on a different uh, – Cass, uh, Derrick Henry can't even finish the season as much as he carried the ball, man. About time the playoffs in this uh come first and second game, uh running out of gas in the tank. So like I said, uh Robinson man, uh pretty good kid from Texas. You definitely want to put some scat backs or some more balanced backs around him. And uh he'll be a good first round pick. Uh not too on high on where he goes, man. I feel like a running back is just like the uh I don't want to say the easiest thing to come around because some guys are really that talented where you just can't pass them up. But, uh, I mean, they really just don't make and break an offense anymore. Now, uh, we do have Jamar Gibbs. Uh, they actually have him. Uh, some guys have him first-round talent. Uh, is he, uh, Is he, to me, worth doing a first-round pick on? To me, not. Nah. To really it all depends on where your running back depth chart is he's a good player he should start in the nfl or play a, a a role on the team for five to eight maybe even 10 years but when you look at drafting running backs in the first round it's just not the thing to do anymore, if you get what I'm saying. But I, he did surprise a lot of people by run, getting from being faster than a 4-4. He's actually in a 4-3-6. So that's definitely what boosted him up. But I still wouldn't just give up my first round pick for him. You know, uh, he's not as good as kids like McCaffrey, uh, who had an amazing run at Stanford. Or, like I said, I brought him up, Derrick Henry. He's more of a, a early second round in a fully competitive NFL draft. He's more of a uh, early second round talent. And, like I said, a guy that can give you some good carries, catch the ball at the backfield, and basically get the job done. Now, this is my biggest, the biggest. He's not a sleeper, but probably either the first or second most underrated player in the draft. When I say this, I feel like that he could be a star in the NFL with the right personnel around on the right team. Hell, Miami, draft him in Miami, uh, add to the speed, add to the athleticism. It's the Devon, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Devon a chain, a cane, the running back from Texas A&M. I saw him play a few times, and I was just amazed on how athletic he was. Whether it was him catching a screen pass or he he did something real. Uh, 
he already looked fast, got in and out his cuts real well. Uh, I mean, he, he looked like a great, he's north and south. He's whatever you basically need him to be. But he surprised me one time. It's like I saw him almost jump like a a 40-inch vertical one time. I don't know what he did in the uh, combine. But it was like he's he looks like one of those guys that he, I, they call him those next man guys. Uh, basically, uh, if you come at him hard, he can get at you harder if you get what I'm saying like he goes off his competition you know what I'm saying so like I said I got him as the biggest sleeper I actually got him a better player than Gibbs Jamar Gibbs out of Alabama so hopefully that'll work out hopefully we can come in and uh, screen check that or sound check that and uh, whatever we want to do uh, and hopefully that uh, he pans out to be a great NFL player because he looks pretty pretty good sometime uh, I can actually see him uh, just being the icing on the cake for a team like, uh, hey, he might go to, to Buffalo, might go to uh, play with those guys in Kansas City. Who knows? That would be just perfect for me because I uh, love watching uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes play football. So they'll definitely be uh, pretty good to watch, pretty good to see. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, wide receivers. For some reason, I feel like the NFL hit the wide receivers on the perfect this year. Uh, you got a few guys, man, coming in. Uh, this is not a big year like the year that we seen OBJ and Jarvis Landry fell to like probably the second round. You had OBJ and all these other guys. Or uh, the year with Debo Samuels and Jamar Chase, those big names, Jefferson out of uh, Minnesota. It's not one of those years. Now, you do got some guys that could start in the NFL and be some pretty good players, but I just don't see the next best thing coming out like I saw with Jamar Chase or uh, other guys pretty similar to that. So I'll just go over the names. Uh, I'm uh, I'm actually uh, going to uh, get the NFL uh, a lot of credibility. Sometimes, you know, these scouts, these GMs, and these, uh, or what you call these analysts, they actually miss a lot sometimes. But they actually hit uh, hit uh, hit the wide receivers this year pretty well. You got a couple kids uh, coming out that look pretty good. But I just don't see, like, the next DeAndre Hopkins or the next Julio Jones or the next uh, Tyreek Hill, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we're going to go in. Uh, we're going to start off with the kid from TCU. Uh, I think he's like an award winner. Uh, I don't even believe they have him going the first round anymore. Uh, man, did he get shut down bad in the, uh, the championship this year. And this is out, oh, man. We'll get back to this. But how is Kelly Ringo not in these guys first round man what a bummer I mean he shut down like two top wide receivers this year when I say shut down we talking about like the kids didn't even get over like 20 yards on him like I think he held this kid Quinn uh, I think he held the TCU kid Quinn Johnston to like three yards and like a catch in the championship could you imagine that like getting over a thousand yards being this highly Praise wide receiver and you get the Kelly Ringo and he just completely shuts you down. But it wasn't no surprise. Like I said, the Big 12, man, it, you can even go off things like I was pretty surprised like the Cardinals kid, the quarterback lasted this long. He's short. I mean, he has good speed, but he's short, you know, and he played Oklahoma ball, you know, 
for years. I mean, Baker Mayfield, wow, you know, uh, actually went number one, I think. No way, you know what I'm saying? He's not a number one player. You know, they technically Baker Mayfield could be a good quarterback. They, I've never seen a guy be slow by being drafted number one, but it happened with Baker Mayfield. He should have went late first round, early second round to a better team. Uh, you build around this guy now with people like OBJ and things like that. These, these, you know, these guys that expect, uh, you know, they expect, you know, the, the things to be right already. You know, they they probably not good building around guys. I mean, OBJ first quarterback was a two time Super Bowl winner. You know what I'm saying? He probably don't got time for, uh, you know, a guy a, a a a confident, somewhat arrogant guy to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of arrogance, a lot of this and that on that Browns team. That's probably why they didn't work out. You know, that's probably why they broke him up. You know what I'm saying? But uh, like I said, we had a, we got a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, not big question marks because I be, I feel like all the questions got answered, you know, during the college season, whether it was at the beginning or at the end. Uh, I'm not going to go over the guys they do have in the first round because, like I said, they probably uh they probably got it to the T. Uh, some guys actually had the kid from Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt, going pretty high. Uh, he went out and completely just got completely just – Oh my God! Did you see what he did to LSU and what he did to Alabama? Those two games, he probably racked up about four hundred and fifty to five hundred yards in just those two games alone. But no, he's not. They saw it just like I saw it. I had a conversation with one of my friends. He was a real good high school and college player, and I told him, I said, "That kid is not as good as y'all saying he is right now." And they see they hit it on the head. Kudos to another, more kudos. We said kudos a lot. Kudos to Tennessee coaching. He outcoached the offensive Tennessee guys, outcoached the defensive guys from Alabama and the LSU by a mile. Now, I don't think he could have did it to Nick Saban twice, but he did it to him once and he completely embarrassed those guys. They couldn't line up right against what Jalen Hyatt and the Tennessee coaches was doing. They did some type of stack. Way, way uh, spread is like you, is you're almost like 10 yards away from the ball. So basically, they just did some type of stacks double where the safety in the cornerback got to make a decision on who they want to guard. Sometimes it's tough to press the guys because it's just like he has so much room to operate. And they're right, the one's right in front of the guy, the other guy's right behind him. And the linebacker has to watch the quarterback, watch the running back, and protect the inside because these kids, these two wide receivers are, like I said, one right in front of each other, one right behind each other. He's yards off the ball, so he has basically enough room to run any route. And then, like I said, the safety has to watch. They had to do a switch. So you either get caught in man or some type of zone coverage or you have to switch. And it's terrible sometimes if you don't prepare for it right throughout the week. Like I said, Alabama got outcoached that game. The kid went for like 250 yards. But the kid has great straightaway speed, but his route running could definitely use some work. He, Like I said, this kid name pops up again. I don't know. Some guys actually don't have him in the first round. Kelly Ringo shut him down. He he did exactly what you're supposed to do. It's pretty hard to do. That's why I don't see why they don't just praise him. 
it's not the easiest thing to do what he did to that to that uh offensive style that Tennessee was running. But he basically took care of business and uh he I don't think he did him as bad as the kids TCU, but he he basically uh took Jalen Hyatt and that that high flying offense, no huddle. They he basically uh they won, they beat him, he stopped it. You know what I'm saying? He did his job. That's why I don't know uh why you don't have some of these teams that's begging for a cornerback like I believe some people uh had the commanders uh taking the kid from Oregon first, the cornerback who I don't think he's better than Kelly Ringo at all, or the other guy. Uh I don't think either one of them is better than Kelly Ringo when it comes to size and strength and things like that. But like I said, uh hey, what do I know? You know, uh I'm just going off with uh where we're going. And uh, Jalen Hyde showed that he had some a couple flaws in his game. Kelly Ringo exposed him, but he went out and ran a 4-4. Uh, we both said the same thing. Rye run, he doesn't get in and out of his routes too well unless it's just a straightaway, uh, straightaway type of route, whether it's a fly, deep post, some type of uh, wheel route or things like that. And like I said, uh, he basically uh, benefited a lot off of just his coach out coaching the other guys. So that's where majority of his yards came from. Now uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, now I actually like the other kid from uh, Tennessee, the Tillman kid. He can actually play some football. I actually expected him to be a tad bit better than Jalen on Sundays, but it all totally depends on the scheme, uh, who these guys play for, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I just don't see any guy taking uh, those guys in the first round. Period. So we probably got that. Uh, to the T. Now, uh, I do have a sleeper. Here's my sleeper at wide receiver. Uh, these are my big sleepers. I guess you can call Kelly Ringo a sleeper at cornerback since some guys don't have him going in the first round. But like I said, uh, we, I think he'll definitely show that on Sundays in a little while. But it's Rasheed Rice out of uh, Texas. Uh, he's a Texas guy at SMU. Uh, good speed. He went out, clocked a 4-5. He's actually a little slower than I thought he would be. So I Probably, probably some, some uh, reason why I have no idea. He looked, he looked like if he trained for it, he should go run a four four. But a lot of uh, in the scouting report, some people said, uh, you know, he has to work on some things that a lot of twenty year old guys have to work on. Uh, just type of things uh, like consistency. Uh, you know, just basically being a professional. So maybe he slipped down to the second, uh, second round, third round. I thought he was gonna go to the combine to show his size, strength, and speed, and move up to the first round. But he actually didn't do that. So uh, I'm quite shocked, you know. But uh, I still haven't gave up on him. Like I said, uh, he's a good jumper. They say he doesn't fight for the jump ball well enough in college. So uh, like I said, I read all the uh, scouting reports. Like I said, I love this kid. He looks pretty good. Uh, they just basically to me, uh, I just it just sounded like he's a twenty year old. He a, he a kid. Uh, I mean they not professionals yet. I mean they they actually talking about paying these kids. Some of these kids are getting paid. Some of them aren't. You know. Uh, but I mean at the end of the day, it's hard to be a professional when you're twenty years old. You know. So he just sounded like he got a bunch of twenty one, twenty year old problems as a guy that's gonna do his do this sport on a professional level that they just need to, you know, tweak up and he'll basically be one of the probably uh the best wide receiver coming out of this draft. So I actually got a wide receiver with the most talent. They probably have him coming out the second or third round. 
And that's my uh top. That's probably going to be the best all around receiver that comes out this draft. But he did shock me. I don't think he's six three. Like he he looks humongous sometimes on the field. I believe he's only like six one, or, or or barely pushing six two. I thought he was at least six three, six four sometimes. But he just plays really big, you know. But uh yeah, definitely. Uh, so Rasheed Rice is a kid to look for. Uh, who should take a receiver, man? You know, hey, bro, everybody needs a receiver nowadays. So there's basically uh nothing uh to uh, talk about. So we're gonna move on to the tight ends. Uh, I just got uh actually I, I believe the tight ends they're called pretty well. I don't have too many problems with what they call what they call with the tight ends. Uh, you got three guys. Well, just the funniest thing about the tight ends this year is that the best one. Isn't even uh the best one isn't even coming out the draft this year and that's the uh Brock Browse for Georgia, great talent, great speed, great strength. He's gonna be a great NFL player. I I never seen a uh, I haven't seen a guy that just screamed put me in the Hall of Fame in college. You know what I'm saying like so early like it's amazing. But uh we got uh the kid from Notre Dame, you got the kid from Utah and the other kid from Georgia. They both, all three looks like look like good starters in the NFL. But I am just in love with one of these kids, and it is the kid from Utah. Now, don't get me wrong. Some guys had a kid from Notre Dame as the number one tight end. I don't blame him. He looks like a better blocker. He looks stronger. He's a good route runner. He's not, you know, he's not slow. He's not the fastest. He has good good speed for the NFL. But Dallas Kincaid is one of the smoothest tight ends I have seen in a while. And he just, maybe I'm looking at him for what he can do on the next level to what he's done so far. I did see so some guy saying that he's a no-brainer. Take this kid, Washington Commanders, and I definitely agree. Washington has all this speed. I never realized why uh, some of these NFL guys take a guy like uh, Devontae, the kid from uh, for the Raiders just left the Packers, or uh, they take a guy like uh, with Keyshawn Johnson size or. Cause me, me technically, I like the Tyreek Hill guys. Sometimes I like the uh, the Debo Samuel. I like to put them in space, guys. Until I seen just like the most awkward situation that makes so much sense. Now I watched Carson Wentz for the Commanders could not throw the ball in three times in a row because simply because who's a great wide receiver, the guy from Ohio State, the other guy, Curtis Samuel, and Dotson, three speedsters. I mean, these guys can run with anybody. Probably probably the second fastest wide receiving core after Miami, after what the Miami Dolphins put together with uh, with the Waddle kid and Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's two. You got two guys probably on a four-four. I mean, a four-flat, you know, but I saw... Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz just scream out like, I need a red zone threat. I need a body that can basically 
muscle itself open instead of all these quickness guys because i mean hey you only got five yards to work with you know these dbs can get real physical on the line when they don't have to cover you for 30 yards behind them and while dallas kincaid is just screaming draft me draft me draft me to the washington commanders now i don't know if the washington commanders kept that whole d-line together i think they had to re-sign montez sweat but they definitely did some good things with uh, the linebackers. I believe they lost a cornerback this year. But, hey, man, you got to get a red zone threat for those guys in the NFL. And like I said, I seen Dallas Kincaid light up USC for yards after yards after yards. And speaking of USC, uh, we would Definitely love to see Mr. Addison out there. Hey, my bad. I missed you. Great player. Uh, great footwork. Maybe I paid too much attention to the guys that they aren't paying attention to when I just went over that. But, yeah, he's definitely a, he's definitely a good player, Mr. Addison. And uh, he's first-round talent. Like I said, who's going to take him? Who knows? I think some guys got him going to the Bills. And I just laughed because I said, man, the Bills must want to score 40 to 50 points a game, man. Bills, let's go defense. You got a banged-up secondary. Uh, you should be losing. Uh, you, uh, I don't know if you fixed that uh, problem with the D-line. You had Von Miller taking snaps last year. He's probably not going to be there too much longer if you haven't replaced him. Not too sure. We got a banged-up secondary. Now, don't get me wrong. That secondary can play. But uh, let's, let's take a look on the defense, man. You guys pretty much prove you can score with anybody, you know. But back to this uh, tight end situation, uh, I believe Dallas lost their tight end this year. So, I mean, that the kid, Mr. Kincaid, although uh, they kid from Notre Dame, I mean, hey, bro, they could uh, basically uh, be in the NFC East either for uh, Dallas or uh, Commanders, man. Who knows, you know, who knows what we're going to get. Uh, we're not going to uh, go over too much of the offensive linemen, uh, nor the defensive linemen. Uh, I feel like all the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen can actually play ball. Uh, you had a Paris kid. You had a Broderick Jones kid out of Georgia. You got several guys that look like they can get it done. Now, I know the number one pick this year should be a, uh, should be a quarterback. So uh, we're not going to get too much into that. Maybe uh, hopefully Chicago Bears get one of these offensive linemen that can, you know, uh, help protect that uh, first round talent that they got. Now, we've seen, uh, like I said, these uh, defensive linemen this year are just pure, like, no brainers. You got Nolan Smith. I mean, these edge rushers and these, these defensive linemen and these linebackers are just no brainers. I mean, their first rounders, take them, let them start on your team for 10 years, pay them. Uh, they're pure with you. As uh, franchise players, uh, you shouldn't trade Nolan Smith. Uh, you shouldn't trade the defensive tackle from Georgia. Kelly Ringo's just as good as those guys. I keep bringing his name up. Maybe I'm uh, a little bit too uh, high on the uh, Kelly Ringo bandwagon, but hey, who knows, you know? But like I said, they're pretty franchise players. Uh, the kid from uh, Texas Tech, you know, I mean, you see them. Okay, they can play on Sundays. Like I said, I'm going to go over what they missed, what they didn't miss, uh, what's going on. I'm going to try to, you know, be more particular in that range. Uh, like I said, uh, the guys, they, they kind of majority 
were right about who these guys should take. Everybody know Carolina needs a quarterback. Houston has two draft picks. Hey man, hopefully, uh, you do, hopefully, man. I mean, the second quarterback taken is like a big question mark. So, I mean, Texans just have the biggest bad look for the years. I mean, you can't be wrong with C.J. Stroud or Bright or six two. Six, maybe even man, please be six one, Bryce Young. You know what I'm saying? But technically, hey man, bad looks hit Houston Texans again. They couldn't win with JJ Watt. They couldn't win with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they couldn't. You know, they just really couldn't put it together. Now the Arizona Cardinals. You know, take my word for it. It might be worth taking a quarterback soon. Just not this year. You took a risk as a quarterback. Like I said, the funniest, one of the funniest things I seen. Was when DeAndre Hopkins asked the kid, hey, what are you seeing out there? I don't think he can see Mr. Hopkins. And like I said, Hopkins went two years without dropping the ball. I don't think he can see. Indianapolis, hey, man, quarterback situation. Some guys actually had him taking Anthony Richardson at number four. Man, they need a quarterback bad. Uh, but, hey, bro, who knows, man? Maybe it's time to tank and take one of those defensive guys that's guaranteed to start on your team for 10 years. You got the Seattle Seahawks. They're pretty – I mean, I thought Geno Smith actually played good football, good enough for you to keep him. But they actually didn't even keep the guy. I mean, they're actually talking about replacing this guy again with a quarterback. So, I mean, who knows, man? You know, I mean, since Russell Wilson left uh, – and I mean, he's not all that. I mean, you see with the Broncos, you got like three owners from the Broncos. Either they sold the team or they're ready to sell the team after they gave up like seven draft picks for this kid. Or I don't know. They probably they probably stunk it up in the draft boards for the next two or three years just to get Russell Wilson. And uh, he's not looking too good. Uh, like I said, man, I always give more credit to Pete Carroll than most people do and what, what their coaching organization did. I feel like it's more what the team uh, than, Russell Will- than what uh, Russell Wilson did for him. Las Vegas Raiders, uh, they, I think they took just took up Jimmy G. I mean, hey, man, Gray C, Gray C quarterbacks just don't win championships in the NFL unless you got the best defense around them. I think the last time a gray C and Jimmy Jimmy G is definitely a gray C quarterback. Brian Belichick can make anybody look good sometimes. Anybody. All you gotta do is be healthy and show up to work ready. Be focused and he'll make you look decent enough that that guys will give you a hundred million dollars to come start for their organization. Las Vegas, hey, might have took another step back with replacing Derek Carr. With Jimmy G, but what do we know? I mean, nobody's really too concerned about how Las Vegas moves right now. They should make some moves, new city, new place, man. You know, let's get that white, let's get the ball rolling over there instead of just trying to find the next, you know, the next thing. Maybe they just want to at least sell some tickets to fill up the stadium. So that's probably what they're going for. Atlanta Falcons, uh, I already know they need to figure it out. So we basically got like three. Just guys that look pretty ready for the NFL, and you got like ten teams that need a quarterback. It's almost uh, ridiculous. I'll stop at the tenth pick, Philadelphia. Uh, but before them, you got Chicago. Like I said, take an offensive lineman. You got DJ Moore, good number one receiver with, with number one talent. Then you have uh, 
a good defense you could work on. Uh, I think y'all lost a great defender, which I replaced uh, replaced him already. So good. Then you got number 10, Philadelphia, who just came back from the Super Bowl. One of the biggest surprises to me from the beginning of the year. I never saw Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. Never felt like that quarterback was good enough. Like I said, uh, A-plus quarterback in today's time is usually going to be the I mean, you can call Mr. Hurst a great B quarterback. Struggles with throws down the field. I mean, hey, you can bring up this number if you want. I don't care. I'm, I'm going off my eyes. I'm going off what I know what's going on. I think he had, like, the highest completion rate for passes 20 yards down the field, 20 to 30 yards down the field. Well, that's because they actually have a good balanced running attack. And uh, probably that play action, all those safeties get caught looking in the backfield more than what they think. But like I said, who cares Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball 20 yards down the field? He's not going to beat us with his arm like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, or the kid from Buffalo is going to do. Is, you know, so I mean, hey, kudos to Philadelphia. More kudos to where it keeps coming up for even making it to the Super Bowl. They actually competed in the Super Bowl. I just feel like the coach did pretty well like he did against, like the, like the coach's staff did against Tom Brady the year they had, they beat Tom Brady. Uh, they weren't going to beat Patrick Mahomes, man. Uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are hitting on all cylinders. Like I told somebody, they the next Jordan and uh, Phil Jackson right now. I don't see anybody beating them. All they need is a defense that can hold you to 25 points. Usually it's about 16 to 20. You know, they give up 10 points and they still can go win the Super Bowl. So Philadelphia, don't be surprised, y'all. Philadelphia is replacing a quarterback two to three years from now. Just don't be surprised at all. Everybody know Tennessee is giving up on that 2,000 yards a year horse that they got for a running back. Uh, they want to blow it up, try something new, try something that works. Basically, they want to win some Super Bowls, and they realize they're giving the ball to this kid, what, 500 times a year basically ain't gonna get you a Super Bowl you know they got Tannehill I wasn't never big on Tannehill like I said I, I'm the type of guy that'll tell you man in today's time a grade B quarterback just isn't gonna get you it, I mean a grade C pardon me Tannehill a grade C C plus quarterback is just not gonna get you a Super Bowl we all seen it with our very own eyes, San Francisco against Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's first Super Bowl win together. When the kid Jimmy G missed a streaking wide receiver in the end zone, 25 yards down the field. Now, we all know the coach kind of blew it when he stopped running the ball and he decided to put the ball in a Gray C quarterback hands, but Jimmy G had a chance, which I feel that every NFL quarterback should be able to make. But we all kind of know that the NFL quarterback isn't it's the talent just isn't there. That's why they always are replacing these guys. He missed the guy 25 yards down the field, wide open in the end zone, and Patrick Mahomes went and won the game. So hey. We all know Tennessee needs to start over. They're right. You got a running back carrying the ball, touching the ball 500 times a season. 
It's just not going to work, baby boy. Ask the Cowboys at Zeke. He couldn't stay healthy for two or three years. Now, out back to the D-line and these defensive players. We're not going to spend too much time on them. I want to touch on the uh, free agency and the big question on where Lamar Jackson's going to go, what they're going to do with him. So, like I said, a lot of these first-round defenders, from the defensive linemen, the edge rushers from Georgia, uh, the linebackers, Trent Simpson. I mean, he went out and ran a 4-4 or 4-3. These guys are going to be starters in the NFL, first-year starters, second-year starters. They're going to start. They're going to be cornerstones for franchises, draft these defenders, put them on the team. You shouldn't want to trade them. The worst thing can happen is they go take some extra money from somewhere. Now, the cornerback situations in the draft is just all out of whack to me because Kelly Ringo ain't going in the top 10, and I just feel like anybody that runs a 4-3, so what those other guys ran a little bit faster than them, a 4-3, shut down an award-winning wide receiver, and the the number one receiver in the Big 12, you would just think he would still go top 10 at least top 15 but he didn't now you got some few safeties coming out mr branch out of alabama i already bought him up i think he's the leading safety coming out good player he's not a uh, tyron matthew he's not the kid from florida state that's playing for the Chargers. uh he's 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 just not the greatest talent you ever seen he can start in the nfl we want to go jump right to free agency. Enough about these college kids. Enough about that. We want to jump right into the free agency. What's going on? What happened? Uh, one humongous free agency move. A lot of these guys are just good pros going other places. Miami's trying to make it happen. Jalen Ramsey went to Miami. He's a Miami Dolphin now. I don't know what. I'm not too big on Tua, y'all. I'm sorry. I just don't like Maybe maybe I'm a maybe I only believe in the elite quarterbacks, you know, who knows, man. I'm just not too big on Tua. He doesn't have the biggest arm to me. He's accurate. I mean, Jalen Hurts Tua battle for the little spot. Tua outplayed Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts actually made it to the Super Bowl. So who knows, you know what I'm saying? But we ain't gonna get too much into that. We gonna go right into the Baltimore Ravens situation with Lamar Jackson. Man, if I ain't the rightest person in the world, when I told everybody that watched, wait, 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 wait. Don't pull the trigger on Mr. Jackson yet. Is he really worth as much money as Patrick Mahomes? I think he even asked for more. Please don't Russell Wilson yourself. Like the Denver Broncos did when they just went and gave Russell Wilson all this money. Now you're going to have a hard time getting a real number one wide receiver, a real uh, great defensive addition, things like that. You gave up all your draft picks. You don't even have a draft pick in this year. They got about 15 NFL starters on defense just waiting to be drafted. You don't even have it. So did Mr. Harbaugh do right with Lamar Jackson and the uh, owners of Baltimore because I think he requested a trade and he's looking to leave. I believe they did. I believe you give up 
Lamar Jackson, since he wants to leave, he's not happy. Hopefully somebody could do the same thing that they did for Russell Wilson and give you two first round picks, a sec two second round picks, two third round picks, and you go draft and rebuild from there instead of giving this kid what sixty almost sixty, seventy, fifty, sixty million dollars a year. No way. No way. Not in this era. Not in this lifetime. He can't even finish the season. I mean, by the 13-14 game, he's going to be ready. To, it's time to sit him down. This isn't college where he's at Louisville and uh, whatever conference they in, the ACC. And uh, he's running around these guys. And he's getting 100 to 200 yards rushing. We're barely getting tackled. No, these tackles feel different. These are grown men. These are grown men that make $100 million every five to six years chasing you, tackling you. They got to feed their family. They got to feed their kids. They got to take care of their grannies. They got to take care of their aunties. They not, they not taking no breaks. They not taking no shorts. Every time, I done seen Lamar Jackson get tackled and hit or hit 20 times a game, like two or three times in a row. When I say tackled, I made a mistake. He's getting hit. I seen him get tackled 10 times running the ball off a design run. Then he went and got sacked three or four times. Then he got hit on the quarterback hurry five or six times after that. And it just happens on a regular basis. So he's getting tackled more than some running backs in the NFL. Could you believe that? Do you really think this kid, you really want to think you want to get his kid $50 million a year when he's probably going to miss four or five games just to say stay healthy and I was just speaking about how youngsters are uh, with one of my uh, relatives and I tell you another thing these youngsters don't believe in they don't believe in getting on the field like Steve Young used to do all these other guys with concussion protocols who are walking concussion protocols now they don't believe in getting on the field hurt they're gonna sit down you see it in the NBA you're seeing it in the NFL Lamar Jackson is gonna take 50 million dollars and as soon as he feel like he can't go He's going to sit down. Why? Because what's the point of living in a wheelchair like Muhammad Ali or somebody else, you know, that basically uh, one of these tough guys. I mean, we do we do come, you know, with well, the guy, guy put it like this kids my age and younger. You know, I'm going to speaking for the 30 on down. They're going to shake your hand, Mr. Ali, and say, hey, bro, I would never fight George Foreman like that. Muhammad Ali, you are tougher than me. And they'll let you have it. They'll just let you have it. Say, hey, I'm going to take my 50 million. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get healthy enough for next year. So what? These guys aren't going to give a rat's ass about me when I'm 40 to 50 years old. So why would I take those years from me by giving them to them without sitting down? So I wouldn't sign Lamar Jackson for that. I would trade Lamar Jackson or I would tell him to come in, take that trade request away. Let's reconstruction this. Let's draft some good players. Let's surround you with talent. Let's go get to the Super Bowl again like we did with Ray Lewis in the Ray Lewis days. And let's figure this thing out because you are a grade A talent. But we're not going to give you A plus money. Is the difference between a 90A in college and a 100A. Is a difference. It is a humongous difference. You shouldn't give Lamar Jackson that money. You don't have Hollywood Brown no more. He went to the Cardinals. You need to get him a number one receiver. 
It's not even protecting him is the problem. It's the style of play that the Ravens coaching organization is going to do, and it's the style of play that makes him very effective. Lamar Jet, a lot of people don't want to admit, I mean, I, I love black quarterbacks. I love black people. I love what the black community is doing for other blacks. I'm pulling the black card. A lot of people hate to admit about Lamar Jackson, but he has problems making like the third and fourth read. He's a first and second read guy. Once it gets to the third or fourth read, uh, he gets to running around, dancing, and that's why he get tackled and hit so much, bro. You know, so you, he got to figure out if he's a runner or a thrower. Don't go out like my boy Cam Newton because we love Cam Newton. Cam Newton got made a habit of taking on linebackers and defensive linemen, getting tackled. Five to, five to six years of his, of his career gone. Gone. After Von Miller and DeMarcus Will got their hands on him in the Super Bowl that year. Gone. Five or six of his years. Taking on linebackers and defensive linemen is not for quarterbacks. It is not. Running backs are only supposed to carry the ball 15 times a game for health reasons. I don't care what anybody say. This league is stronger and faster than it was. Not saying that the athletes are better this year. I'm just saying the technology and the way that these kids work out, it makes them faster, quicker. The hits are a little more poppy. That's why they got rid of the... That's why they return the kicks the way they do. You get what I'm saying? Uh, It's, it's just that. So we're going to see what Lamar Jackson does. We're gonna we're gonna see what Baltimore does. We still got a lot of time left before the season start. And we're just waiting to find out. So the big points away before we go uh, about the draft. How dare the kid from Alabama be only five ten tall measuring up? How dare the top four teams to me, all need a quarterback, but one of them already has the problem. So how dare we let that happen? Because this was going to be a beautiful year for the Houston Texans in the draft. What a bummer. Now you got to hope Carolina takes a 5'10 kid number one, which probably isn't going to happen. Or you got to take a bet on a 5'10 kid, which I said could probably go win you a Super Bowl because Russell Wilson pulled one off. I think he's like 5'11". They measure him about six feet. So, I mean, it could technically happen, but you got to do everything so perfect and have a perfect running game around on the perfect defense just to do it. So, the big takeaway is that, man. Hey, bro. The biggest uh, scare in the draft this year coming up is Bryce Young, man. He's only 5'10". Do you want to take that risk? Uh, the rest of these guys you got, uh, my bad, pardon me, Kelly Ringo. What? Not in the top 10, not in the top 20 on some of you guys' list. What is going on? Carolina already had a bummer at a quarterback. Take C.J. Stroud. You know, uh, you had uh, Baker Mayfield. Never was too big on him. Never really had it to me. Uh, hey, man, it's about that time you replace Cam Newton MVP quarterback. Uh, this is Steven, man. I'm here. I want you to go download High Stream Mobile and your local app stores or visit us online. I'm here with Joel and the boys. I want to thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, I'll be back. Hopefully, I'm invited back. Uh, I love having your time. I do a little bit of football. Those guys love basketball. They love what's going on. And I just throw one shot at basketball. NBA this year. I think it's time for them to step it up. You got LeBron on the way out. You got Kevin Durant. 
It's time for these youngsters to step it up, give us something to watch, because I barely watched it this year, man. But I love Luka Doncic and I love uh, John Moran. Those guys can really play some ball, but we got to let the rest of the league catch up with them. So it was good being here. Uh, until next time, adios.